Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by CoinCierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, so it's been about 48 hours since I created the last episode. Uh, yesterday was dealing with a bit of a stomach virus. Wish I could blame it on the cryptocurrency crash we experienced yesterday, but that is not it. So let's catch you up on everything that's happened in, since the last episode. All right, so the cryptocurrency market overall has shed over $20 billion. Bitcoin is down 13% since our last episode. And just overall, looks like the bears are back in control. All right. So after that nasty crash we had, let's take a look at some of the things that could be going on. Kind of glad I didn't do an episode yesterday because I didn't want yesterday at this time, I would have just been reporting what was happening without any kind of research done to see what might have caused this. Why did this happen? So let's take a look at what caused this nasty crash. All right. So there's a couple of things that are being blamed on this nasty crash. First and foremost, headline in the news yesterday, which now even Goldman Sachs is saying was fake news yesterday. Goldman Sachs announced that they were sidelining their plans of opening a cryptocurrency trading desk. Coincided right around the time a big dip happened in the market. Uh, so I think that that may have drove some of the sell off, which triggered a lot of stop loss, a lot of panic. And we are dealing with a market right now where, guys, you have to hold strong. Many people saw it was going down and panic sold on the way down. Uh, some people may have even sold at the bottom where we bottomed out yesterday. So that is something that, that, that could have caused it. Now, looking at the update on Goldman Sachs, basically they're saying that they're not walking away from crypto altogether. They had said from the beginning that they would launch their cryptocurrency trading desk when there was more regulations in place. But their focus now is maybe more on a security holding program, something geared more towards institutional investors. So not really exactly how it was spun yesterday morning, but enough to cause a big crash in the cryptocurrency market, mainly with Bitcoin being the driving force. Now, something else that happened yesterday, we saw someone take a 10,000 Bitcoin short position while overall market sentiment has been positive. So all the indicators, a lot of the market sentiment have been positive and just to revisit what a short is, a short is when someone bets against a cryptocurrency going down. If they bet against it going down and it actually goes down, depending on how much leverage they had in that trade, they can make a ton of money if the price goes down. If the price goes up and doesn't go down from the time they short it, then they will lose money and have to pay up big time. So why would somebody take a $74 million short position with the information we had in the market and right before this news was about to come out. Sounds like it could be someone tied to Goldman Sachs, someone with knowledge of what was going on with Goldman Sachs. Like I said, that could have triggered the initial fall, which the, the continued tumble we experienced throughout the day yesterday could have been triggered by panic, sell-off, and fear, because that's what it looks like we've seen. Also, on top of that, it could have been part of a sell-off. We saw a Bitcoin wallet over the last week that was hadn't been active since 2014. Now, this Bitcoin wallet holds almost $1 billion in 
Bitcoin, they moved $100 million to the exchanges of Bitfinex and Binance. And the only reason they might be doing that is because of a sell. So maybe someone else with some inside information saw what was about to happen and decided to capitalize on it. What really drove it, we don't know, but that's what we're looking at right now as far as that goes. So let's take a crack. Let's crack a beer open and see what's going on in the market news. Didn't do an episode yesterday, so I got a lot of market news to catch you guys up on. I'm going to try to do it quickly. So just a reminder, all the news articles we talk about in this, in this episode and any episode can be found on our Facebook page under the same name as the podcast from No Crypto to No Crypto. So let's take a look at the market news. All right, so let's start with Goldman Sachs, right? They were just in the news. Um, Goldman Sachs is, is looking to partner with, not partner, but uh, I guess you could say help out Korea Post. It's just South Korea's National Postal Service. They also oversee a $112 billion investment fund. So they are seeking Goldman Sachs assistance in learning about cryptocurrencies. Korea Post plans to meet with Goldman Sachs Crypto Research Group in Hong Kong this month, which was reported by Bloomberg. So the congregation would see an educated roundup between the South Korean company with its American counterpart on the hot topics like digital assets, artificial intelligence, blockchain. Goldman Sachs, one of the few Wall Street firms that offer regulated Bitcoin futures, also has plans to introduce cryptocurrency custody services to institutional investors like Korea Post. So this could be where they're heading with that. This could be the reason for the pivot and not looking right now at the cryptocurrency trading desk. Either way, that's what's going on with, with Goldman Sachs at the moment. So also, CNBC's reverse Bitcoin price indicator hits the bullseye again. Now, this is not an actual uh, indicator that we have, but it's, it's something that's been circulating in the cryptocurrency world as far as typically when CNBC makes a cryptocurrency prediction or announcement, usually the opposite happens. Funny thing is, two days ago, they were tweeting about Bitcoin, or a few days ago, should I say, Bitcoin breaking back above 7,000, and a tweet saying that 8,000 could be next. What do we see next? A dip in the price. Now, one of the Facebook groups I am, I'm in, somebody pointed this out before the dip, saying, uh-oh, CNBC is getting bullish. Maybe it's now it's time to sell. <laughs> what happened? They were right again. So the, this joke has been circulating because many throughout the year of CNBC's um, news or price indicators, when they say a price is heading a certain way, it typically does the opposite. So if you do the opposite of what CNBC says, you'd be doing pretty good with your trading this point in the year. All right, so next up, Coinbase is back in the news, uh, which is crypto exchange and wallet service Coinbase is looking to create a cryptocurrency-based exchange traded fund, ETF, right? We've heard a lot about ETFs. Having Coinbase involved in one could be a good thing, considering it's a firm that's, that's pro-cryptocurrency, not just a traditional investment firm looking to cash in on the crypto craze. So they're looking to partner with the help of Wall Street investment management giant BlackRock, according to Business Insider Report on September 6th. Now, BlackRock is also very bullish when it comes to cryptocurrency and has done, have made major strides to adopt cryptocurrency. So that's going on with those two. Uh, Coinbase has reportedly held conversations with the $6 trillion asset manager BlackRock blockchain working group. So this is cited from Business Insider from sources familiar with the matter. Their proposed crypto ETF is aimed to allow retail investors to gain access to volatile crypto markets. Meanwhile, the report states it remains unclear whether the talks 
We're a one-off or part of an ongoing conversation. So more to come on that. All right, so next up, back in the news today, High Times. High Times Publications. I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. All right, I'd save that sound effect from the last two times we talked about High Times. Didn't know I was going to be able to use it again, but they are flip-flopping all over the place. Now they're saying they are accepting crypto payments for they, their IPO. Uh, it turns out that the cannabis publication High Times is accepting cryptocurrency for the IPO after all. So the publication announced at the beginning of August that it would accept Bitcoin and Ethereum for its IPO. But then later they backtracked on that saying that they would not be doing it. Now they're saying that second announcement saying they would not be taking it was because the US SEC had, you know, requested they do that. Now what, what it is now, there is a little bit, it's not like they're getting cryptocurrency and holding it. They have a third party company that will be converting the cryptocurrency to dollars for them for their IPO. Uh, so that is really what's happening. They are taking Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they're not holding any of it. Supposedly they are converting it over to, uh, to fiat currency. So yeah, technically they are accepting Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, so if you're looking to invest in that and have some crypto to throw at it, you can do that right now. All right, so next up in the news, this is a headline I found on one of the news sites. Trump's new SEC commissioner means Bitcoin ETF will happen. Now, this was in the news section, seemed to be a little bit more of opinion, but they're basically saying that the Senate's decision to approve Trump's pick, Roisman, to be SEC commissioner, the U.S. regulator now features a senior lineup which would overwhelmingly back a Bitcoin ETF at some point. Now, if you remember existing commissioner, Hester Pierce, who's a well-known advocate of Bitcoin ETFs, having gone on record and, and really spoke out against the, the original denial of the Winklevoss ETF. She is very pro-cryptocurrency, pro-Bitcoin ETF. So it looks like at this point, as, as the deck seems to stack here, that Bitcoin ETF will happen at some point. So that's what we're looking at there. All right, so let's, let's, take, let's take, a, take a change here and look across the world that what's going on in Iran. So the Iranian government uh, recently announced that they recognized cryptocurrency mining as a lawful activity as part of its effort to introduce a national cryptocurrency. Now, what did this cause? This caused a massive spike in Bitcoin price on Iranian exchanges. So what did you see happen? We saw the price of Bitcoin peak at over $24,000 yesterday. Now that's well above the all-time high of Bitcoin at 20,000. Did it last? No. Was it a lot of hype? Yes. But it shows the pin of demand in some of these countries, people that have been hesitant to get involved in cryptocurrency as they see the government makes a legitimate move towards cryptocurrency, you see the demand happen. So this just shows you how fast something can happen that'll drive up the price. As I mentioned numerous times, if you look back at the bull run of last year, when Bitcoin went from 6,000 to almost 20,000, that happened in a period of 35 days. So pay attention to that. Big things are happening. It's not going to take. It's not going to take much. We get a little bit of big positive news, and we can see the same thing happen globally. When it happens globally, that's when you'll see the next run, and we will create new all-time highs. When will that happen? Only time will tell. All right. So some of you may have heard the crypto term "win Lambo." Uh, it's a term that's used by crypto investors wanting to know when they can trade their cryptocurrency for a Lamborghini. Lamborghini being a popular popular choice of crypto traders as they do accept Bitcoin. And many people that have held Bitcoin from the early days 
either have or at least able to purchase a Lamborghini with their Bitcoin holdings. Well, it looks like now they have they get a chance to expand that lineup. The Houston Rockets billionaire owner of a luxury car dealership now accepts Bitcoin. So the luxury car retailer based in Houston, Texas, become the first Bentley, Bugatti, and Rolls-Royce dealership in the United States to adopt cryptocurrency as means of payment. It's called Post Oak Motor Cars, which is owned by Houston Rockets billionaire Tillman Fertitta, will now accept Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, thereby breaking new ground in a segment that caters to athletes, celebrities, and other elite clients. So will we hear more, uh, less of the Win Lambo and more of the Win Bentley, Win Bugatti, or Win Rolls Royce? Who knows? But the hope is we get another good bull run come up and maybe we can find out. Houston's not that far. Maybe I'll take a drive out there, take a test drive just to prepare for the upcoming bull market. All right. So next up, computing giant IBM has launched a blockchain-based financial solution that it says has the potential to completely upend the existing status quo in global payments and remittances. The new solution, which is called IBM Blockchain Worldwire, combines the Stellar blockchain, so Stellar's in the news, with digital assets to make instant money transfer possible of a guaranteed value possible. So in July, CCN had reported that IBM backed a dollar peg stablecoin issued by Stronghold, which is on the Stellar network. In the same month, IBM announced that it was involved in an environmentally friendly crypto project also built on Stellar. Describe it worldwide's potential utility information from IBM says in part. So looking at this, what does this mean? IBM has always been very, very uh, cutting edge when it comes to blockchain, adopting blockchain technology. Seems that they have a great partnership with the Stellar Network. Is it exclusive? Don't really know, but it looks like they are utilizing that Stellar Network for a lot of their projects. So this is going to be interesting to see how this folds out, both for IBM and for Stellar, which the Stellar Lumens token is in one of the top cryptocurrencies. Uh, so it, we'll see what happens there. All right, so next up, the Linux Foundation launches new Hyperledger blockchain training course. So this is very interesting because I found several resources recently about a, a ton of different free resources available for people that want to learn whether it's basic computer coding all the way up to prepare for blockchain. Now, the Linux Foundation open enrollments to this new advanced training course for Hyperledger Fabric blockchain technology, according to a press release from a couple of days ago on September 5th. So the new course, Hyperledger Fabric Fundamentals, it's a further addition to the foundation's already existing blockchain education efforts, which include an online self-paced blockchain for business course via the nonprofit online learning platform edx.org. So according to today's press release, Linux will release certified Hyperledger Sawtooth Administrator exams later this year specific to the Hyperledger Sawtooth Modular Blockchain Platform. Uh, might, sound, might sound Greek to you, but just remember, blockchain jobs are in some of the fastest growing labor markets, one of the highest demand jobs right now. So if you have any interest in learning this, whether you're a beginner to an expert, there are a lot of resources out there for you to learn this technology. All right, so today's crypto education, we're gonna cut it short just to talk about one indicator here. Uh, indicator is called the Elliott Wave Indicator. It's a popular tool used in technical analysis that allows traders to predict the repetitive and cyclical nature the currency market or any other market such as the stock market. So Elliott Wave Theory developed by Ralph Elliott proposes that the seemingly chaotic behavior of different financial markets 
isn't actually chaotic. Markets move in predictable, repetitive cycles are waves. These waves are a result of influence on investors from outside sources, primarily the current psychology of the masses at that given time. Elliott Wave predicts that the price of the traded currency pair will evolve in waves, five impulsive waves and three corrective waves. So is, are we still part of that corrective wave? Or are we creating that first impulsive wave? Right now, it feels like the, correct, the third corrective wave, but it could be the first impulsive wave of the next set of waves. So impulsive waves give the main direction of the market expansion and the corrective waves are in the opposite direction. You want to get some more information on this? It's kind of hard to visualize. Looking up, look it up on tradingview.com. If you haven't already, create your free account on tradingview.com or go to YouTube, search Elliott Waves. You'll find some good information on it. Remember, every indicator in itself is not enough to make a decision for a trade, but the combination of different indicators could either validate or invalidate what you may see from a certain indicator. So that using multiple indicators is your best bet to identify what's going to happen, which way could the market go. Remember, nothing's guaranteed. So always hedge your bets and, and make sure you're being careful as you are risking when you're trading. So uh, that is what we're looking at for our crypto education corner today. As a reminder, I mentioned earlier in this episode, all of the news we talked about today can be found on our Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. Make sure to give it a like if you haven't already. Also, if you have liked it already, go ahead and go back to the page, click the follow button, and it'll give you the option to select see first. This will make sure you never miss a news update, never miss a podcast episode. Anytime you go to your Facebook timeline, you will see our newest post first in your timeline. Also, we have a, if you want a little bit more in-depth information or a different list of resources on where to go to learn more about cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency trading, we got a book for sale on Amazon under the same name called From No Crypto to No Crypto, A Beginner's Guide to Cryptocurrency. Give you just the basics you need along with a ton of resources, point you in the direction of where you can do, where you can go to get the best information as you learn the art of trading, either whether it's trading cryptocurrency, straight investing, whatever your strategy is, we have what you need in that book. Paperback and ebook. If you buy the paperback, you get the Kindle ebook for free. All right, that is it for our episode tonight. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.